0: Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
1: The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. Now, we talked a couple of weeks ago to the people from Ireland's Future, and they had a big event at the Three Arena in Dublin on Saturday, and they had Colomini was there, and Leah Varadkar spoke, Denise Chyla and Donal Lunny did the entertainment, Mary Mary Lou MacDonald spoke, and their keynote speaker was the actor Jimmy Nesbitt, all about the prospect of a united Ireland and how it might be achieved, whether it can be achieved, do we actually want it? to be achieved, and what it might actually mean for us as a nation. And it was billed as just, let's get together and have a conversation. Uh, Maureen Tuig from the 96 m Newsroom uh, was out on the streets of Cork at the weekend asking people about yeah, how they'd feel about a united Ireland. Let's see what you think. If there was a referendum tomorrow on uniting the country, and look, let's not oversimplify it or undersimplify it, if there was a referendum tomorrow morning, on whether we would reunite with the six counties. How would you vote? Would you vote yes or would you vote no? Your thoughts on that oh, wait, three, 96 96 96. But here's what Mairead found when she went asking people that question.
2: Well, it is out. And as far as I'm concerned, we're not two different countries. It's simple as that, I'm Irish. They're Irish. We're Irish.
1: We should be all united. Oh, absolutely, definitely yes. I vote for a united Ireland
0: and why would that be? I think it would be good for our
1: country we'd all be the best of friends and the invasion would have been in the past then and I think the people of Northern Ireland wanted to stay in Europe but they had no choice only to go along with Brexit even though they voted the other way so I think if if we became a United Ireland they would be back in Europe as is their wish
2: it would be nice to see a uh, united Ireland someday, but not oppose it, it. Because of bloodshed, really. I think I'd probably vote yes, yeah, yeah. It would be nice
1: to see it united, but not under bloodshed, really. Well, first of all, we shouldn't be in the situation we're in. Ireland is Ireland. Like, we shouldn't have another country involved with us. No, we, do not, we are not living there up in the north, so we don't know what it's like to be living there. No, I'd say years back it probably was rougher than what it is now. And it's great to see people getting on. And as I said, we're not living there. I'm not sure what people think above in the north. But definitely from down here, it would be great to see United Ireland.
0: I'm American. I'm living here. Living here. So what would your thoughts be on a United Ireland? A United Ireland. I think it's a good idea. Yeah?
1: Ah, Good idea. I come to this, and this is me purely speaking on behalf of PJ. I come to this from the point of view of we struggle to afford to run and manage the 26 counties of which we have control. And we are adding six more to those or to that. I think we'd struggle to manage it. Um, and I'm wondering how many people actually care about it. Oshie Khan, you were at the event on Saturday. Uh, it seemed to be a very very well moderated balanced uh, day of conversation
3: how di- how did you find it good morning no oh, it was indeed and uh, thanks for having me on um it was a, it was a very exciting event i have to say um the, the place was packed the three arena in dublin was packed a very diverse audience lots of young people um, lots of people from the north from the south from all over um and it was i suppose a lot of people approached it just with curiosity um what, what, what would a united ireland mean um when's it going to happen how would it ha- happen and so on but one of the things i found very reassuring as someone who does believe um in a united ireland and someone who believes that it should happen in our time um, was the amount of voices People who came from a unionist background, people who grew up believing in the union, who identify as British, um, but who are now saying and said to us uh, on Saturday that they believe that it's, it's, it's time to reunite Ireland. Um, these are people who, who look over the water at the chaos in Westminster. They look at Brexit, where they were um dragged out of the european union against their will mm-hmm. and they say you know maybe maybe there's a better way maybe there's a, something new a better set of arrangements we can have mm-hmm. um and the, the way that many people are proposing we achieve that um is through ending the border In Ireland and reuniting our country. But the main message that everyone agreed on, um, regardless of of your view on the constitutional question at the weekend, was that it's now time for the Irish government to start planning because we can't have a situation where, you know, what what they had with Brexit, where people vote on the principle but have no idea what it's actually going to look like. So the Irish government and Sinn Féin and others have called for this. The Irish government has to, um, you know, convene a citizens' assembly ask these different questions like you raised there, for example, about the economy, about the health service, about the, the practicalities of Uniting Ireland, so people know um, how we'll vote. Mm-hmm. And then, when the plan is made, let the people have their say, because that's what democracy and self-determination is all about. So that's kind of the the impression I got from the weekend, but it's a very exciting event, very exciting times, and I think um, the momentum is only going in one direction.
1: Mm-hmm. Brexit appears to have been something of a game-changer in this regard, in that the people of Northern Ireland overwhelmingly voted against Brexit.
3: Yeah. Oh, definitely. Um, Brexit was one game changer. You know, pe- people in, in, in the North, um, r- whether they're British or Irish and view themselves as such, many of them valued and value still their European identity and membership of the European Union. But to a lot of them, Brexit was an eye-opener in the sense that the fact that they were dragged out of the european union was a direct result of the fact that they are part of this basically a, a toxic relationship um with 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 the westminster government who don't take their voices into account so that's that's one kind of um i suppose step that has been taken and that's very obvious over the last few years um in, in this kind of drive towards reunification but others have happened as well you know political unionism lost it's it's electoral majority in the north. That was never supposed to happen. Mm. Just at the start of the summer, um, a, a, a Republican, a nationalist, someone from that community, um, was elected to hold the position mm. of first minister. That was never ever supposed to happen. You know, people are talking cor- about the a cor- results. A Cork woman, if we're to be very strict about it. A Cork woman, of <laughs> course, cor- from
1: the <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Um, no. So- I mean, and you know, that's and all that is is progress. But I think one of the voices on the Vox pop there, uh, O'Sheen, and. Probably a, a slightly older lady, I would have thought, wanted to say, right, I'd love to have it, but I'd love to have it without bloodshed. And and as someone who of course. grew up in the years of the Troubles and remember my dad, God rest him, going off to serve on the border and, and the things he saw yep. and the things yep. that were in the news every day, like, is it possible to unite the 32 counties Without
3: bloodshed, because not one drop of blood is worth it, I would have said. Of course, of course it's possible. You know, um, I think it was Nelson Mandela who said that everything seems impossible until it's done. So the the transition has to be orderly, it has to be agreed, and it has to be peaceful. And just bear in mind that this was all agreed 24 years ago in the Good Friday Agreement, where the two sides, the two great traditions in Ireland, sat down and said, right, we disagree on what we would like Ireland to look like, but we agree on how to resolve that question, and it's provided in, in the Good Friday Agreement, international law, that a referendum will take place, that the people in the north, the people in the south, on the same day, will vote um, in a referendum, and it, it, if we're honest, you know, um, I think we have to be talking about voices and not vetoes, no one, um, unionists, nationalists, no one has a veto over this, so the threat of violence, um, to be honest, I, I don't think it has an, any basis, um, and I think we have to Start start the planning now, because if this does happen in a disorderly fashion by burying our heads in the sand, as if we're honest, the Irish government is doing at the moment, mm. um, you know, th- then there might be a risk. But if we do it in a way that's planned, listen to people's voices, listen to those people who come from a unionist background um, you know you, you won't hear them in Jeffrey in Donaldson or in the DUP because obviously they're political unionists they advocate for the union that's just to be expected and that's fine but there are people in civic society mm. who um, identify as British and who are Protestant and who might have grown up believing in the union but are now thinking um, that a new Ireland mm. is the best way to proceed so they're the voices we have to listen to they there are also the, the little
1: enclaves and you'll find them if you're driving around the north you know, the little enclaves where the house is painted with a Union Jack, and and bridges become borders, you're now entering British town, you know, those people don't want to unite.
3: Of course, and Unionists will be Unionists, and they will advocate for the Union, and Nationalists will be Nationalists and advocate for Irish unity, and at the end of the day, if we're honest. You know that those camps are are almost equal you know in size and what will matter is the 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 middle voice the persuadable voice but just on on that issue of you know people who fly the union jack who respect the union jack they will continue to hold British citizenship that issue identity was also agreed 24 years ago so no no one's identity Mm. is threatened the framework already there of Of course yeah yeah. and and that's something that will be respected um just Irish identity and people of a gaelic heritage their identity will be cherished and respected and promoted and also people who've made Ireland their home more recently migrant communities and um mm. those who don't fit into the two camps of green and orange um so I think it's a it's an incredibly exciting opportunity just to completely reimagine Ireland so many of the the, the big issues we face at the moment can be um can, there, that course can be steered and we can really, I suppose, rewrite the story of Ireland um, and in a sense finish the story of Ireland mm-hmm. while at the same time beginning a new one. So I, I think it's incredibly exciting times and the, the momentum and the feeling of excitement that was there on Saturday um, mm-hmm. was something to behold and mm-hmm. I think it, the, that momentum is only going to continue to, to grow and together. Do you mind
1: me asking what age you are, Aisin? I'm 19, I'll
3: be 20 I'm in December. 19. So by what age do you think we have had a chance to vote oh god um i don't think that 10 years is an unrealistic timeline i think it depends on how long it takes for the irish government to wake up um or to change um and the the second the citizens assembly starts green paper green papers um investigations into the economic benefits of of irish unity the the practicalities then i think the momentum will continue and continue to grow so to be honest i think by the time i'm hitting 29 possibly very possibly before it um we'll be living in uh, an ireland that is independent and an ireland that is united for the first time in a very very time and i think that's a, an incredible possibility and listening to to other young people obviously we're not talking about politics all the time but when we do talk politics um it is something that the people are, are united about. Um, the, the great kind of social movements that have taken place over the last 10 years, the, the different referenda in which Ireland has progressed beyond recognition. Um, I think people see this as the next logical step um, to, to, build, to build a new Ireland. It's, it's, a, it's an interesting conversation and it is great that we can
1: now, Oshin, thank you.
0: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods,
1: We can now have this conversation in a calm and measured way. Because when I was Ushin's age, you couldn't. You just couldn't. You didn't bring this up in the pub. There'd be war if you did. It was just something you didn't talk about. You didn't talk about politics. You didn't talk about religion. And you certainly didn't talk about the North. Mick, morning. Hi, Pedro. What was led like to say, sir?
2: Um, I was just saying I, I, I definitely would be far united Ireland. Um... I, you know, there's a lot of Irish people that live in the north and have done for years. And, they, you know, they just dream of having a united Ireland and being part part of Ireland. Um, you know, a lot of things were beyond their control. Um, you know, they couldn't decide. And, you know, even with Brexit, they, they voted against it, but they still had to take it, you know.
1: That's right. That's right.
2: Um, my, my, dad, my dad also served in the Irish Army. Um, he used to do the border patrols as well.
1: Yeah. Um
2: and also they there's to do this uh there's not the guards the interred Republicans. Um and he, he hated that as well, um back then because you know there was there was people from Cop that he actually knew, you know. That's right. That's and, right. It was difficult you know, know, it You puts it put people in the, uh, you know, in awkward situations mm-hmm. and you know, he he said to them, Look, we're we're only doing our job and they said, yeah, that's fine. Like, you know, they, they, they knew. And they said, look, we're only doing our job as well, you know.
1: Yeah. And would you have any fear, Mick, that if we did have a United Ireland, or did try to have a United Ireland, would you have any, you know, abiding fear that we could go back to where we were in the late 70s or mid-70s? Um. I,
2: I, I don't think so. I, I mean... I think, you know, even the people that consider them themselves unionists, as you say, or British people, they, they'd kind of accept it as well, I think, because, you know, the the, the cost of living and the standard of living in, in Northern Ireland and England is, like, you know, even just minimum wage and stuff like that. Like, it's, you know, it's 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 really bad. Like, you know, people, sorry, people work for really low wages and, you know, they don't you know, I mean, people live in Poundland That's they go there every day with yeah. their doll or whatever and, and, you know, it's, it's it's a great country, um, Britain or whatever, but, you know, it's not, yeah. you know, it's such a big population and stuff like that. So there doesn't seem to be much money there, you know? Yeah. Okay. Um, well. I, and I, I just think like that, uh, you know, all, all the people that have, have died for us and, you know, it would be great, uh, you know, to be, to, to, you know, to call Ireland United again, okay. you know that. I and mean, I like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be an extremist or anything like that, you know. But I just think, um, yeah, no. you know, it would it would be great, like to to see it, you know. Yeah.
1: Okay, Mick, thank you. Um, how would you vote if there was a referendum tomorrow morning? How would you vote uh, whether we'd have United Ireland or whether we'd not have a United Ireland? Like I said, I'd have my economic concerns. I'm not going to tell anybody how I'd vote, though. I'd have to take everything into account and look at everything and go back and reread. God, it. Reread the Good Friday Agreement that I remember working on as a journalist all those years ago and reading it and trying to get to grips with what was in it. You know. Courts 96 FM.